Hello and welcome to the St. Francis Sunday Sermon Podcast for this, the Sunday of the Resurrection, Easter Day. Today we will hear the entirety of our service featuring the Rev. Beth Sherman, the Rev. Hannah Cornthwaite, and the Rev. Dominic George, as well as the St. Francis Choir, directed by Dale Richard. For more information about today's service, as well as our musical selections, take a look at our show notes. But first, we're going to begin with a prelude of the Concerto in D by Antonio Vivaldi, with Jason Jiha on Orient and Oscar Garcia on trumpet. Have a blessed day.
most illnesses cured, utopia here on earth. Even when I was 12 or 13 and heard about that world, I longed for it, and I still do. <clears throat> right now, things seem worse than ever. So much turmoil and division and hatred, fear of the other, <clears throat> gun violence, we hear about it every day. The gap between rich and poor for so long a problem in developing countries, but not develop, developed ones, is now evident before our very eyes in our country and in our city. It is painful to watch the news or to read the newspapers. <clears throat> like the rest of us, I long for hope and I long for good news. I long for that very world that Captains Kirk, Picard, and Janeway spoke about and knew. So, is that world possible now? And what in the world does that have to do with Easter? Well, everything, I would say. Why? Because transformative, hopeful love and letting go are at the heart of this resurrection that we trumpet today. I have to tell you, reading this gospel from John <clears throat> for the umpteenth time yielded some interesting reactions from me. First off, you know, that these two male disciples are running to see who can get there first. It's hilarious. And then I just laughed when I thought about Peter and the beloved disciple entering the tomb, seeing that there's nobody, noticing the linens of Jesus wrapped, lying on the floor, quickly believing, and then going home. They believe, and then they go home. All in a day's work, I guess. <laughs> then Mary Magdalene, my very favorite person in the New Testament besides Jesus, discovers that the stones rolled away. She sees two angels folded linens, a handkerchief that covered Jesus' head, and someone she thinks is a gardener, and yet fails to realize what has happened until Jesus speaks her name, Mary. So when I read it this week, I thought, what, what, was this like the summer of love? Or are they all so flummoxed that it takes an extra amount of evidence for them to realize what has happened? Eventually, the reality and the magnitude sinks in. Jesus is risen, and their world will never be the same. Now, what I find particularly instructive is what Jesus says to Mary. He says, do not hold on to me. Just two weeks ago, I spoke about the human tendency to cling too tightly, to invest in particular outcomes, to have attachments and expectations that weigh us down or freeze us in place. That Jesus' first words to Mary are about not holding on to him, I think is incredibly illuminating. 
on the other hand, who ever of them acts in the resurrection? The disciples surely didn't. And if Jesus could do that, then what else magnificent might he have in store for them? And just look where those early disciples, amongst whom in my book Mary leads the path, look where they took the community of faith. We, today, are still feeling the ripples of their work and their faith some 2,000 years later. Well, we, too, are invited to not hold on to Jesus, frozen in that empty tomb moment, but instead to let go of knowing so that we not also be led by the living Jesus in new directions. Directions that, frankly, we might not have, have ever imagined for ourselves. To not hold on is to sit in that place where possibilities are able to begin to bubble up and take life. It requires openness and courage. And we find that very courage by sinking into God's amazing love, which we just begin to comprehend by the time we die. Do not hold on to me, Jesus said. Be open. Let go. Listen. Follow. What has always driven me in life is the longing to keep changing and growing as a human being and as a person of faith. I'm not the person I used to be, or at least I hope I'm not. Many of you know that my mom lived with me for eight years. We were very close, but living together provided its challenges. For me, the biggest struggle was that my mom would often respond to me as if I was still a young person, not a mature and accomplished woman. In her mind, I was still Becky, and if anyone here calls me that, <laughs> I was still Becky, who needed to be reminded to put her shoes on as she went out the door. Just like Jesus, we are not frozen in time. We humans are meant to keep unfolding who we are. We are meant to have our minds expanded and our hearts enlarged. God invites us to keep plummeting the depths but not merely for the purpose of greater self-knowledge or personal expansiveness. It isn't all about us. <clears throat> we are here to share our open-ended, ever-unfolding, resurrected life in Christ with the world. When we know love, we experience it richly, don't we? But then we give it away. Just like hanging on to Jesus is counterproductive, 
so holding on to God's explosive, dynamic love goes against the grain. We are called to share it so that like us, the world too may be changed. And change is called for, isn't it? For us personally and for our world. If I want to live in a Star Trek world where there is more compassion and healing and less division and hatred, then where do I and we begin? Well, guess what? It all begins for us with two angels, an empty tomb, abandoned funeral linens, and three disciples who didn't have a clue. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, rippling out. Life overcomes death. Light overtakes darkness. Hope overpowers despair. Courage wins over fear. Love defeats hatred. What we celebrate this day is something that people long to hear. That bad news does not have the last word. That love conquers all. But it doesn't happen magically. It is up to us to live this out in our lives. To not be frozen in time or old patterns or closed off to what might be. It is all about engaging God and one another actively with open hands and open hearts. To be ready for wherever God might lead us. Because, like Mary Magdalene, we know that not holding on too tightly is the key. And along the way, God willing, we will learn new things about who we are and who God is, and our hearts may just break open even more to love, to laugh, to learn. I can't resist this. In the words of Captain John Luke Picard, make it so. <laughs>
which we once renounced Satan and all his works, and promised to serve God faithfully in his holy Catholic Church. Do you reaffirm your renunciation of evil and renew your commitment to Jesus Christ? I do. Do you believe in God, the Holy God the Father?
know we are human.